I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another big third down conversion. Meyer looking to throw. Fires deep down the left side for Blythe, and he has the catch. Tiptoeing the sidelines. 20, 10, 5. Touchdown, Todd Blythe, his fourth of the day. Unbelievable. Cyclone Nation, welcome back. Meyer to Blythe podcast. Texas Tech. We are in week 10, believe it or not, which is crazy. Um, I'm one of your hosts, Brett Meyer, joined, as always, by uh, my man Todd Blythe. Todd, what's going on in uh, Polk City tonight? A uh, pretty wild night in Polk City. Uh, all, all is quiet here. Uh, just happy to be back on with you, man. Talking about a good uh, good win over Texas last week. Moving on to Texas Tech. Uh, should be a good week for us. Yeah, a very uh, a thorough uh, whooping of Texas. What... Um... It was our anniversary that night, so we um, went to a great restaurant here. Please, for the people, make sure you uh, specify whose anniversary, you and your wife, not our as in Um, yours and mine. You forget our anniversary. No, kidding. Um, (laughs) It was my wife and I, uh, I believe, sixth wedding anniversary. Got married in 2015. Congratulations. That math work out? Yeah. Um, I got a 10-year max, so got four years left with me and then uh, good good and then she can opt out she can opt out but she becomes uh, a free agent at that point now we had a little dinner plan that night we went to uh there's a few restaurants up here that you got to basically book like about two months in advance and i actually booked you booked them yeah i booked i usually don't do that i usually call like five minutes before like can you get us in but um (laughs) yeah it was a place called young joni which is very uh Mm, sounds sounds trendy it was it was uh i had the whole fish which was like the best meal of my life they had this like marinade or sauce that goes with it It it's unbelievable just unbelievable this is completely off topic but have you ever had a juicy lucy or heard of such a thing 
I've heard of it, but I haven't actually had one. The best burger in town. Just it's dumb. That's like one of those stupid tours. It's like freaking. It's cheese inside of a burger. I don't know how it's dumb. It's so stupid. Anyway, um, <laughs> I actually had one one night, and it was like 2 a.m. hammered bar time, and it was disgusting. Like so, if I figured, okay, if I don't like, I used to eat super dogs and think they were good when you were hammered. What do you mean think they were good? I'm con- I'm confused. They no are fantastic. No one has ever enjoyed one sober. We'll just call exactly. It so so you'll never convince me they're bad. But what I'm saying is, um, they stink. The best burger in town's at Revival, which is a place that's known for its like fried chicken. But that's like when Sage was up here and I just moved up here. I'm like, where do I go? He's like, go to Revival. So nice. Yeah, but uh, we're, I know, we're foodies now. But uh, yeah, that's uh, didn't. So watch you did the game. how much? Uh, yeah, I was gonna say how much of the game did you get? So. To watch then? <laughs> this place is busy. We couldn't get in until like nine o'clock, but so I watched a decent amount of it and then was like, Oh, it's in hand. And so I kind of was checked out from there, but, um, yeah, it was, uh, a dominant performance and one that, uh, um, you saw some of the post game Texas and some players don't seem to yeah. think well, it's okay to, that was, we'll get there. Yeah, we'll, we'll get, get there. there um, but... yeah, I, we, uh, we had a wedding over in Omaha. Um, one of my wife's friends from one of her best friends from high school was getting Form, married. Former so... friends, former friends. Yeah, exactly. Fall weddings should be, no outlawed. there should be, should be no such thing going on, but, uh, idiots. um, geez. Uh, so I was at that. I tried to do my best to watch as much of the game as I could during the reception. I'm sitting by myself at the table, watching it on my phone. Um, I got to see quite a bit. I've watched a little bit, uh, uh, since, you know, in this past week too, since uh, I had it recorded. Um, yeah, just a dominant performance by our team all the way around. Loved seeing the matchup of two of the best running backs in college football and seeing Brees Hall, you know, really dominate the game from start to finish. Um, yeah, just fun game to watch. I don't know if that'll be the last time we play Texas. Who knows when they'll actually be able to, you know, get released from the Big 12. But if that's the last time we play them, or at least the last time we play them at home, uh, it's a heck of a way to go out with uh, with that series. Yeah, I think that'd be like you said, three straight. So, um, very, uh, it's fun. It's fun to be able to kind of stick it to them, and you know, hopefully they uh, lose out and then start to fired, <laughs> and then they got to start over again next year. So, yeah, I don't uh, think they'll fire him after one year, but no. you know, who knows? Yeah, but um, a, a great game. You know, we got obviously Brees got going, and I think he had a buck thirty-six, two touchdowns. Brock was very efficient. And we just didn't really need to do too much once we kind of got that lead going. And yeah, you know, defense was good. Yeah. Will McDonald was dominant uh, coming off the edge with two and a half sacks. Um, now the all-time leading sack master in Iowa State history. So that's uh, I mean he just continues to be a stud. You know when he's not getting held, he, he's getting to the quarterback. Yeah, I think that's and we'll kind of get into this as uh, your boy uh, Mel Kiper uh, launched a um, kind of like a top twenty-five each positioner. I don't know what it is. Top 10. It's like top what? 10 at each position, then overall top 25. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. His, his annual big board that it'll get revised and, and redone, yeah, you know, was, 35 yeah. times between now and the draft, but it's kind of yeah. cool to see. Yeah. It's a good number. Iowa state guys on there more than I think we've ever had. So that's exciting and, and very well, uh, well deserved, but yeah, I mean, put a bow on Texas, really, really good win. And one that, um, you know, it's November. We don't lose in November. And, you know, I'm glad that we got bro November. What I like is if we you're go, just going to ignore that, we're not doing bro Vember like Brocktober. It's what did I say? Todd Vember. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Moving on. But I'm just, it's good to get, you know, we saw it a few years ago in Mahomes and, and came up here and we whooped them up pretty good late in the year. Get those Texas schools up here in November. And, and I think uh, 
it bodes well for us. I think it's a much bigger advantage for us to bring them up here than it is for, you know, us to go down there and just the weather and yeah, absolutely. And, it, and even, it, even though it was a nice night, yeah, it was, like it was, nice it was an outdoor night. wedding that we were at and an outdoor wedding in November can be a little dicey. And it was gorgeous. Oh, like no jackets. Like no jackets. It was unbelievable. Bunch of idiots. I, I'm just kidding. I don't really mean that. But seriously, outdoor wedding, November, <laughs> Jeez, fall, man. Saturday. Like, figure it out. Yeah. The venue. Okay, here we go. So, the real story of the game was. So it, I don't know who they've if they've uh, outed who it was, but there was, um, I believe it was defensive line coach Bo Davis. Um was just laying into some of the Texas players who were kind of laughing and just not really caring about getting blown out, you know, by, you know, to them, I, I imagine we're probably still Iowa state. So it's, it's kind of a, their view would be, it's a gut punch to lose to us and get whooped. And these guys are laughing and joking. And one of these guys <laughs> leaks it on social media. One of the players, which blows my mind that that's a thing no. that that's even an option in somebody's head or, or in their brain it. to, to, to record it one. But you and I talked about this earlier today when we were talking, like, is that just what today's and, and I don't want to, you know, blanket statement label everybody, but honestly is like, are today's kids are like that age, 18, 22, whatever they wake up in the morning and they're, I swear some of them, their first goal is like, how many, how can I get likes on social media? How can I get impressions on social media? And so the first thought was, let me record this. I mean, that's that, that the locker room and the bus ride, the plane afterwards, those are for, for just, you know, not in the world in general, but for a football team or for an athletic team, like those are like sacred spaces. You don't mess with that stuff. That's where a lot of things get done. A lot of things get talked about that don't get aired out, you know, in the real world. So that I couldn't believe that, that that made it to, uh, you know, to the light of day for everybody to hear. Yeah. And I've never been a guy that's like, you know, you should be crying or you can't smile and enjoy yourself after a game, win or lose. Like, but I think there's levels to it. Right. And you know, the real competitors, you know, look, they'll, you, you doesn't matter who you are. Like Michael Jordan, Tom Brady, all those guys, the ultra competitors, like lose a the game. They're still, you know, go talk to your family and, and just be normal, but you can be a person. It, you yeah, can be a to normal human being. Level, to where number one, if you're laughing and joking enough to where a coach hears you, you're probably doing too much. And then I just can't like, it's not, it's almost, I mean, young people obviously are a little bit worse, you know, in this regard, but I think in general society is just about like, and it's not all bad, right? There's some things that are positives, but it's like, you know, somebody's in like a diary. How many times have you seen videos of like somebody like in a bad situation? It's like, Hey, instead of recording them, why don't you help them? Yes. You know what I mean? So 100%. I that, yeah. So it, to your point of, you know, just, Hey, let's record and, you know, and, and figure out things later. I, I don't get it, but I do think, you know, to everyone who's kind of freaking out and saying it's, you know, Texas has this big issue. I mean, this could be like one kid that decided to record it and yeah. like maybe two or three. So this is, you know, why, and some coaches overdo it. Like when kids came in and, basically just kind of ran us to death that winter. <laughs> he wanted to see who was going to stick around, who was going to quit. And we had a few guys that quit and those guys probably weren't going to help us anyway. Yep. And I think that's something that, you know, Sark and, you know, it's Texas. They're going to be able to bring in transfers. And I'm sure they're, you know, if somebody comes up and says, I'm going to go to the transfer portal, they're probably not going to beg anybody to stay. Right. I mean, you kind of got to get your guys in there and, and your stamp on the program and, and kind of get your, um, to just kind of get your, 
your program the way you want it. And right yeah, now, get your, your type of guys that, yeah, that fit your culture. Like that we always preach about here. Yeah. I think culture is a word that's probably overused, but for a new coach, I think it's an important, uh, important part of the program. So, yeah, I think um, along those lines, uh, a couple things, one, like social media is killing America. That being said, uh, go on Twitter, Instagram, follow both Brett and I, um, and cyclone hey, fanatic, obviously. Net, net, uh-huh. net, net yeah. social media is probably a positive, but it's, there's a lot of negatives. There. Yeah, there is. A, it can be a little toxic. The other thing I'll say is I've seen a lot of comments and a lot of people, um, that are talking about the coach, like the coach is wrong. Like, Oh, that's not a motivating ta- like tactic. That's not how you motivate in today's world. Like that's, not, I wouldn't want him talking to my son that way. What <laughs> he didn't, he didn't go after anybody personally. Yeah. Did he drop a lot of F-bombs? Sure. But I, I promise you to a little peek behind the curtain here that, and this shouldn't be a secret. Every coach in America at every level, probably on down to junior high football uh, talks like that. So, so that shouldn't surprise anybody, but for anyone out there that's saying that the coach was in the wrong, I mean, Brett, how many times have you seen a coach in your career, uh, you know, have, have a similar reaction or another player. Sometimes it's another player have a reaction like that. I mean, it is, it is so common, especially in a program like a proud historic program like Texas that has been struggling for a while now. Yeah. I think there's, there's, there's times where if you have a coach who's like MF and you on a day-to-day basis at practice and games, like that type of coaching does not play anymore. Yeah. For but sure. there are certain times where I think it's warranted and this is definitely one of them. And as a coach, if you pick your spots and, and you, you get that, that, yeah, exactly. Like I remember, and I'll just use the example because I can speak to it on a, on a personal level, coach Grant, our, our receivers coach, a guy I, I love, I still talk to, um, still communicate with to this day, a guy that recruited me, a big reason I decided to go to Iowa state. Uh, he was like in college, he was like a friend, a buddy, like that's how he coached us. We wanted to play well because we didn't want to like disappoint him and make him look bad as a coach. Like that's how we felt. It wasn't a fear thing at all, but there were times that we'd come in the meeting room after a game or maybe after a bad practice and we'd walk in and kind of joking before practice, before meetings. And he'd tell us, you know, Hey, sit your asses down. And we just knew by his tone and he might, he might undress us, you know, verbally just chew us out and, and dog cuss us a little bit. And it, it meant something because that wasn't his normal personality. I don't know this D line coach for Texas. I don't know what he's normally like, but every once in a while you get a coach who goes outside of his personality and reacts that way. And it'll get your attention. And maybe that's what he was trying to do. Maybe that's what will happen. And it'll kind of galvanize the team, or at least that uh, the, the, the kids that were on that bus, who knows? Um, but they're, yeah, if it's every day, it's, it's going to go in one ear and out the other, but there's a, I, in my personal opinion, I think there's a time and a place for a reaction like that, especially cause he didn't, he didn't attack any of the kids personally or say, you know, you suck or, you know, pick kids out and do it. He was talking about, you know, the reaction of the loss and then also just the, the team and the, and the players as a whole. So that's kind of where I'm at with everything. I had no problem with it at all outside of whoever was filming it. Obviously that's a huge problem. Yeah, I think some of the pushback was like some of the national columnists who just probably wanted to stir the pot a little bit, and we're talking about you can't talk to players like that, and and yeah, sure I mean, you can. yeah, I mean their <laughs> yeah their view on this is almost like it's almost irrelevant. Um, doesn't oh, really it's matter. Definitely so. irrelevant. Yeah, but um, always definitely interesting, and and it's always. I mean, I've never been anti Texas or anti Oklahoma, but 
after this year when, I mean, you're essentially putting our entire athletic department and football program kind of in flux. So I just, my, uh, my usual one's down or, forever. Yeah. I'm usually kind of rooting for OU to represent the big 12 and cause they've been in the playoff and, you know, I just, I'm, I'm not there this year. I don't think I'll ever be there. I would love to see them go to the sec and just get sec is oh. probably going to welcome them and give them a tough schedule the first couple of years. And I just can't wait to see it. I would love oh, for OU to go in there and there'll be a, six, seven win ball club would be hilarious. And and Texas is going to go in there and they might be in the bottom half of the league right away, especially the way that they've been playing, you know, this year for sure. And, and in the, in the past few years, so nothing would make me happier than seeing Texas come out of the sec their first season with, you know, they'll, they'll win a couple cupcake games early in the season. And then, you know, one or two conference wins would just, that'd be the best. Yeah. I think, um, it's the interesting, interesting thing for me is just the lack of like draft picks and NFL guys they've produced, which, you know, did you see, it was floating around on Twitter. Somebody for Texas wrote an article about basically how they're recruiting. God, I don't, I'm trying to remember how he phrased it or how he, how he kind of wrote the article or the, the way he did it. He was basically saying like, they've missed on recruiting classes, how over and over they've, they're these five-star kids, you know, only out of the 22, 24 kids they sign, only six of them will be our, our starters. And the other ones are earning backup minutes and stuff like that. And he was almost saying it, using it as an excuse for like, well, Hey, look, the, these players really aren't as good as we, uh, as we thought they were. So that's why we're struggling. And what an indictment on your program as a whole and your coaching staff to either a, uh, be able to find talent and identify talent or B to be able to develop talent and develop these players. Like there, there's a reason they have four and five stars because they're big, they're fast. They can, they can jump high. They can, you know, hit hard, throw the ball a long way, whatever. They have physical tools at that point. It's, it's up to the the culture in the, uh, in the locker room. And then also the coaches on the field and in the classroom to develop these kids and to, to be productive. And obviously they just, they haven't done it over the past four or five, six years. Yeah. I think it comes back to, it comes down to developing a talent and they have not done that well at all. Cause sure. You're, you're going to miss on it. You're going to miss on a kid. Some kid might squeak through and get high, be highly ranked and maybe doesn't deserve it. But, but half of your 22 kid class every year, 22 players that you're bringing in. I mean, if only five or six of those guys are, are ending up as starters, um, you know, and they're four and five star recruits, then you got an issue. Big issues at Texas, but. Speaking of, you know, kind of NFL draft and looking looking ahead, you know, Mel Kuyper came out with overall like the top 25 prospects he has on his big board and then um, mm. the top 10 in each position. And it was, I mean, this is obviously, I think the most talented team that we've probably ever had. And I don't know that you're going to get much pushback from anyone on that. And the <laughs> no, exciting thing is, so. you know, you look at, I mean, there's, I don't know if you consider Brock a top 10 quarterback, but I would. And, you know, I got a kid. I mean, some of the guys on his list in the quarterback position are. Yeah, okay. I, exactly. For for him, they have a 10A and a 10B. So he, he's got Mel Kuyper. And again, it's Mel Kuyper. It's not, you know, take Mel for however you want to, if you're a fan of his or if you think he's full of shit, whatever. But uh, he's got 11 kids listed at court, at the quarterback position. Brock's not one of them. I think we would both agree he he's, his career and his play has, has warranted a position on that list. Um, I don't know if he's a, 
you know, starting NFL starter, who knows? I don't, I have no clue what the, what the future holds for him. Um, I think he's a talented kid at the same time. It's hard for me to not think that he's going to spend a lot of, a lot of years uh, at the bare minimum, you know, with a headset on holding the clipboard and, and earn a paycheck in the NFL. I think he's, you know, at least talented enough uh, for that without a doubt. He's proven himself to be a, um, you know, a, a super tough kid and a smart kid, which is exactly what you would want in that position. So for him to, to not even be on the list is, uh, I think he's getting sold a little short, short on that one. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at like, and we're being picky, but like, you know, Dustin crumb. <clears throat> Granted, we're probably a little biased. Um, yeah, but I'm so. looking at it like, you know, and for the year he's thrown for 2,400 yards, 13 touchdowns, QBR is 71. He's six, yeah. three, 200 pounds. Like, you know, what are we doing here? But anyway, um, but scroll down to the next group. Well, that's, I'm just, that's a yeah, fun that one. was, yeah, that was one that, uh, what I do like is, you know, I think we have five players at different positions on the uh, overall. Um, yeah, the top, the top, top 10, 10 of each, in each position. position. So we'll yeah. kind of run down. Look, running backs, he's got Brees number one. Fit, very fitting. I think he's earned that just over his career. Is that your computer or my computer? I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. What's happening? I can hear a... Uh an ad playing from, <laughs> from, the, from your computer. Um, all right, we're going to have to stop and cut this. Uh, you just keep going. It's fine. I paused it. I don't know what the hell that was. I You're recording again right now. You can't hear it. It's probably on yours. I, I you, you won't be able to hear what's on my computer. Okay. Gotcha. If you, the, I, if you're on the same webpage and I am at the top, there is a ad that plays. So. Okay. Well, I'm going to, Go up and pause. It's okay. There we go. Let's pause now. All right, Jared, you're gonna have to cut all that. Sorry. This is the last episode you're doing, idiot. Just <laughs> that was driving me crazy. Though. I couldn't even tell what was going on. All right, let's start. Okay, so running backs, you got Brees Hall at the top. Uh, the kid from Michigan State, Kenneth Walker, is having a great year. Number two, and then I think you got a guy from Ty South Tyler Goodson down at ten B. So he's he's really ranked uh, like number eleven on this list. And and you and I have talked about on this. Uh, you know, Iowa fans want to say he's in the same class as Brees Hall. He's not, but he is a very good player. He, he's got some speed to him. Um, once he gets out in the open field, he can be dangerous. Um, so, it, you know, he's definitely a talented kid and, and can play at the next level. But let's be honest, he's not in the same class as Brees Hall. No, he's not in the same class as Brees. And I, I don't, you know, he, um, he's, their offense is really bad. So I think he's... <laughs> we don't need stuck. to spend a lot of time yeah, on not, that. Fullbacks, we'll skip over that. The Although, fact that fullbacks is still ranked on here shows uh, Mel yeah. Kuyper's age a little bit. But Wide receivers, I mean, I think that... If you How is X most, not on this list? Yeah, Gosh. He, he's... I mean, there's a lot of good receivers, though. That You know, the Alabama guys, the guy from... There's the two Ohio yeah. state guys, Dotson for Penn state, you know, Alabama. Yeah, I'm not saying he guy, should be yeah. a top five guy, but I mean, he is, I mean, 
I, he's six, three, 210 pounds. And he does his best work with the ball in his hands. I mean, honestly, yeah. and he's constantly getting separation. I don't know. Mm-hmm. He's tough. He blocks. He's got the right frame and athleticism to play on special teams. I mean, I don't, I don't know what else you ask for as a receivers coach in the NFL. Um, I, I would say probably this list is a draft gurus list. And if you ask a bunch of, uh, you know, actual position coaches in the NFL, especially, or the, you know, the scouts and stuff that work in the NFL, they might have a different list. And I think X would be on it. Yeah. I don't think it's, yeah, I think he'll, he's being talked about as a second, third round pick. So that's, yeah, he's yeah. a stud. Mm-hmm. And then tight ends, Charlie's seventh, um, which is probably right where me. I think he should be. I mean, I, I don't know what the big thing for him is going to be what he runs. I think in terms of mm-hmm. how high he goes, but he's one of those guys that, you know, there's not a tight end in the league right now who's really killing it, you know, that's going to run like the guys who are good are just like the kind of the technicians like uh, Travis Kelsey. Yeah, or, outside of like the Kyle Pitts, the rookie for Atlanta, um, you know, he's kind of that, that yeah, receiver, I mean, more like more receiver. Though. He's just, he's an athlete, but he's, yeah, he's having a good, a good rookie year. Yeah, yeah, he's good, but. But yeah, and, and the good thing about Charlie, and, and again, I don't know what he runs. He might come out and run up four or five or four or six. But but the good thing that Charlie uh, about Charlie, I think, is that uh, he's not going to come in and expect, and, and you know, scouts aren't going to expect him to run super fast. And so if he does, it's a great bonus. And if he runs a mid four seven, it's like, oh yeah, great. Well, he still gets separation. He still blocks his ass off. Uh, he's he's constantly making catches in traffic uh, and contested catches. So I. That's, that's one really good thing about that is he doesn't have to come out and run fast for his stock to go up or down. Uh, I think the faster he runs, obviously the more he'll move up like anybody else. Um, but his stock isn't dependent on what he runs, um, you know, with, with shorts and a t-shirt on. No, I think you just turn on the film with him and, and try to get, see how that will translate. And I think it'll translate well. Um, yeah. I mean, he's just constantly open in the middle of the field. He does such good work in that short to intermediate range. Uh, and he, and he makes so many contested catches. I saw a stat earlier today. He leads all tight ends in college football for in, in drop percentage with less than 3% uh, of his targets um, going down his drops. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I mean, off the top of my head, I can't remember a ball that he's dropped. No. Uh, and that just speaks to his consistency and the fact that, I mean, what a security blanket for a quarterback. Yeah. And then we have, um, you know, Wazarike is, and I think he probably benefited as much as anybody coming back for the next year. Oh, without I mean, a just, doubt. You know, his size alone, six six, three twenty, and seven and a half sacks, 32 tack. I mean, just, he's playing unbelievable football for us. And yep. I think it's going to pay off for him, which will be good to see. Cause yeah, he's, he's ranked as the number four D tackle right now. That, that's as, that's as competitive a position as any, probably right up there with, you know, DBs in terms of like teams wanting blue chippers. Exactly. That's, I mean, that's a position D tackle D end with the way the NFL has gone. Uh, it's a quarterback driven league. So if you can put, you know, pressure on the quarterback, uh, you got a chance. You got to have to, to win in the NFL. You have to have a good quarterback and you got, and on the defensive side of the ball, you have to have a good D line that can pressure the, the, the opposing team's quarterback. And so for him to be fourth on that list, I mean, what a great decision for him to come back. Mm-hmm. Then Mike, Rose. do we want to go back up and talk, uh, um, talk offensive tackles at all that Trevor Penning is number three on the list. Oh, he's, he's ranked Northern 15th Iowa. overall. This Trevor Penning from Northern yeah. Iowa is ranked 15th overall, all positions um, as an offensive tackle. I mean, they had the kid Spencer Brown go in the third round in, uh, last year. Who's, you know, he's six, nine, he's starting for the Buffalo bills um, this year as a rookie. And they say this kid is, is, 
quite a bit better. And if you watch his tape, I've seen some clips. I mean, he is a dog. He's a physical dude out there. He's trying to beat people up, toss them around, jump on top of them. I mean, he's, he plays aggressive. Uh, and so it's a little frustrating that he's ended up in Northern Iowa. Um, coming clear from, late six, seven, three twenty. Yeah. I mean, a big yeah, dude, I mean, and I'm telling you, he is a physical dude out there. We just need to go after like their six, seven, 290 pounders that you and I's somebody down there has got an eye for some talent on the offensive line. We need to just, yeah, go. they're, they're making a living with those guys here, but, uh, or, or hire whoever's developing those guys. <laughs> but uh, no, <laughs> right. I mean, good for, good for the state of Iowa. Good for North. Yeah, Iowa, absolutely. Good for this kid that he's going to get an opportunity. And I mean, the kid from last year starting, that's probably going to help as much as anything. Exactly. And, and that kid, played, that Spencer Brown, play. Spencer Brown, they kept on the right side um, last year. And there, you know, when he played two years ago, I guess, sat out last year in the spring. Mm -hmm. uh, and this kid, they kept on the left side the whole, his whole career. So it tells you a little bit that even, you know, even at the college level, they could see the difference between the two. So yeah, pretty I mean, good luxury for a D1 AA team to uh, have a third rounder on the right side and a potential first rounder on the left. Yeah. And then looking at, you know, the linebacker position, Mike Rails is eighth. He's in there. I think he's somebody that they're just going to turn on the film and just, you know, somebody's going to fall in love with how he plays Fall in love with him. And it just depends on, you know, as long as he doesn't go out and run four nine, which he's, I think he's faster than that. Cause the NFL, the, these linebackers are coming out running four fours. They're so fast. Right. So exactly. I think if he wants to, that that's gonna, it'll matter. And then outside linebackers, um, I was looking for Will McDonald, I, you know, they listed him as an outside backer, but yep. I mean, he's a guy that, Maybe a little bit undersized, but if he's going to have back-to-back -back years with you know ten plus sacks and turn on the film and just see that, literally the only way people um, stop him is they hold him. I mean, it's I'd just, love to know how many number nine jerseys uh, he's gone through. The 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 training room, the uh, equipment room has gone through in the last couple of years just from getting ripped up and torn off his uh, office pads every Saturday. Yeah. Well, I mean, this yeah, it's pretty easy to see, right? These these evaluators know when they turn on the film of like you know, this guy didn't have as many sacks or whatever, but he's putting numbers up while still getting, you know, exactly. You know, and opposing coaches will talk about him and he, you know, he's been just unbelievably consistent the last two years. And he's somebody that I think is going to have an opportunity to have a nice long career. I, I think you're right. Cause you mentioned kind of undersized and he, and he is just, he's a little light in the ass. Maybe he's, I mean, he's six, four, so he's, he's got length and you can see his arms hang down to his knees. So he's got great length. He can bend. He's flexible. And at the same time, like these evaluators, these coaches are going to look at him and say, you know what? He's got room to get even better and even scarier because he's got a frame that can put on more weight. He's not one of these guys that's maxed out already. He's making all these plays and has, has shown the production he has. Uh, and, and I don't, you know, in my <laughs> very amateur opinion, uh, I, I don't think he's done growing, done, done getting stronger and bigger. And uh, I mean, he could, he can be an absolute force. No, I mean, guys get to the league, they find ways to get bigger. You just have more resources and more and it's your job at yeah, that it's point. Your job. It's your so full-time job. You would expect him to be, you know, if he can get to 250 and hold it on, he's big enough. You know, there's oh yeah. Most yep. of these DNs aren't 290. So um, so that's awesome. I mean, we got what five guys that are gonna be. I think that's those five plus Brock, realistically, it's not like, hey, this isn't just Homer, let's talk about our guys getting drafted. Like there really isn't anybody on that list. I mean, you talk about those five plus Xavier Hutchinson, plus Brock Purdy, plus, you know, we got a chance. To Eisworth. Have, yeah. Well, Eisworth, I don't know. As Anthony much, Johnson. But, what, what year is Anthony Johnson? I should know that, I suppose, but um, he's draft eligible. Yeah. 
Yeah, he, um, yeah, twenty six uh, for those out there that. But our corner, I mean, he is he's an NFL player in my opinion. It, yeah, he's I, I love the way he plays. He's just not scared to come up and hit somebody. Uh, I, I mean, we got guys at just about every position that are gonna are either, you know. I don't want to say a lock for the NFL, but are going to have a great opportunity or, you know, a bare minimum, somebody's going to give them a chance to bring them into camp. And, and at that point it's up to you. So yeah, this I think, is a talented I think team we have a sure. chance to have, you know, we have probably seven guys at least that should get those five plus Brock plus Xavier plus, you know, Colin Newell at center. And I mean, there's guys that the NFL likes it. I mean, I think, I think we got some guys that should be drafted. Um, and it'll be exciting to see, cause that's the one thing that I think, you know, our program is, obviously missed on is, is just having any kind of NFL representation. And it's huge for obviously recruiting and just everything. And, and something that, you know, it makes a huge difference. And I would just love to see. And you know, I mean, just for us fans, you know, selfishly for, for guys like you and me and everybody else out there, I mean, how much fun is it to watch Alan Lazard score a touchdown last week? You oh. know, Nwangu take a touchdown Washington back. Kenny, yeah. Oh my gosh. That was, gosh. How, awesome that was I mean, to see – and that's that's NFC North we're talking about. I'm a Bears fan. Um, speaking of the Bears, see, you know, uh, David Montgomery was back this week. So to mm-hmm. see our Cyclones run around making plays and making impacts on Sunday, that's AJ so Klein's much fun as a fan. High level, yeah. Exactly. Been playing for – shit, I don't know. He's been playing for nine or ten years now probably. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, he's had a heck of a career. That's a guy – I mean, he's – you know, Mike Rose has some uh, – there's some whiffs of, of A.J. Klein there as well. Um, I think Mike is probably a little bit bigger. He's all of six three, six four. Yeah, um, AJ was a ball hawk though. I feel like he always had like, yeah, he may have got his hands on more balls and had a couple of pick sixes and. Yeah. Um, but you look yeah. at even that's yeah. Rose hasn't got his hands on the ball as much this year, but what he what he end about two at least two maybe three yeah, games last year with some late like late picks. And, yeah, and even you look at. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited. So it's it's going to be it'll be fun. Hopefully, these guys can finish out, stay healthy, and. Yep. You know, we'll have some opportunities. All right. You want to talk uh, a little Texas tech at all? What do you know about the red? What do you know about the red Raiders? I know a lot. That was my first time in seeing, um, what's that tumbleweed? Yeah. We literally, Oh my gosh. How bad is Lubbock playing to the, to the, um, to the stadium, to the hotel. We saw it, but yeah, Lubbock is, you talk about a tough place to recruit to. Oh my God. I remember being in the hotel for the team meeting and that was when we had Chiz when we went down there and, and Chizik tells us like, you know, I guys, some guys had to switch rooms. There were like roaches in the shower and stuff. And he's like, guys, I know this isn't the greatest hotel, but this is the best they got in Lubbock. So there's nowhere else to go. Um, and it was, I remember driving through there when we, when we first landed and we're just driving through that, through the town of the hotel. And they were like in the downtown area, they'd like torn a building down, but then just left the rubble. Like they hadn't cleaned it away. Like they're going to, you know, build something else. There's just like a building just fell down. They just left it there. And it's just a dirty, and the fans are just brutal. Yeah. It reminds me a lot of Indianola and Warren County kind of area. Be honest. Well, it's but tough. It's blue collar. So I'll give you that. But <laughs> so, I mean, Texas tech, just the Ar- arguably season. less meth in Lubbock yeah. than Warren County. But... <laughs> we we're not sure, but um, just a, a crazy season, right? You're five and two, whatever they were. And they fire the coach. And then, very shocking in like his third year scott yeah, frost just, is going on what year 12 in nebraska yeah. and they suck <laughs> so in like nine games total but yeah i mean i just <laughs> I, you don't quite understand it and then 
you know, this week they had their new coach come in, Joey, whatever his name is. And Joey McGuire, you're a grown yeah. man and you go by Joey. Sorry yeah, to any I, Joey's out there listening. But. I know, but I think their thing is he's he's beloved by the Texas high school coaches and was on rural staff at Baylor and he's been under some couple of good coaches. So quite a rise for him being a high school coach to, you know, to a, um, to a power five and, you know, what it was a five years. But that, that's got to be crazy to be like, hey, we're going to have a meeting with your new coach. And then you meet him and then he just probably goes away like because he's not coaching him yet. No, he, he's taking over duties at the end of the year. They still have the interim head coach. So, so I would imagine this week has been one of a lot of distractions and yep. he kind of gave like a crazy rah-rah press conference. And I'm sure a number of guys were just like, I'm not dealing with this. So maybe <laughs> guys that are wanting to, I mean, it's just different, right? I mean, you yeah. had a coach that you probably liked and you were winning games and then and they, get they were, that's and the thing is they were, they were successful. Winning granted, games, yeah. they, granted their first three wins, they got Houston, not a bad win. Stephen F. Austin, Florida international. So, I mean, whatever, but yeah, still so, doesn't matter. You're winning games and yeah. So uh, who knows? Maybe West Maybe Virginia, we couldn't that do we that. No. Yeah. So, so, but yeah, I mean, Texas tech probably has enough guys that if we come in and completely, you know, shit the bed, they could beat us, but I don't see that happening. I think we're two programs that are, rapidly heading in opposite directions and just who, I mean, th- I just could not imagine being in the middle of a season. Well, I mean, not toward, and towards the end of the season, but in season and then your coach gets fired and then they just bring in the new coach like two weeks later. Yeah. that <laughs> That's the part that's bizarre. Like we were wild, a part man. of it, our junior year of, of, uh, of, you know, coach Mack um, exiting the program um, with what was it just a Missouri game left. Um, but uh or no, I, it was a few games left. Missouri was just the last one of the season, but we didn't have a, it's not like they brought in Chiswick at that point. We had to meet him. And then he was, you know, just around, just hovering around the program. Um, so yeah, I, it's, and I, I said this in our, you know, our, we do the the picks every week. And I said this in my little Texas tech pick blurb that we do. Um, I'm sure this, there's a lot of excitement around the program, but I would bet most of that excitement is outside the the locker room it's the fan base it's you know the alumni donors maybe it, it's more distractions for everybody else because now all of a sudden you're asking you're getting asked that many more questions in a press conference about what do you think of the new head coach have you met him have you talked to him you know what do you think about the your old head coach leaving um it's just a lot more stuff going on when they're trying to get ready for a really really good iowa state team coming to town yeah it, it, yeah this is something where you know we love those distractions for the other team <laughs> obviously i think it's something that <laughs> And I just, I can't, I can't wrap my head around like, and, and I think for the coaches too, that, and you're probably going to get a, a really, really solid effort out of the coaching staff now, because you know, they're, they're coaching coach for their the jobs and they're coaching for their jobs. They may, yeah. they may not know this guy and he hasn't been around a long time. So who knows what kind of, and most of the time, a new head coach, and, what they're going to keep, what, maybe one, maybe two, maybe three assistants. I mean, a lot of times they, you know, not a lot of times, every time a coach, a new head coach wants to bring in his own guys. Um, but usually they keep one or two for the, just that kind of consistency through the staff and, and for the players that are already there. Um, so all these guys, that's the one thing about, about coaching is if you're an assistant and the head coach leaves or gets fired, you're looking for a job. So it's uh, they're, they're working hard to, to, so they don't have to put their house on the market this off season. Yeah. But overall, there's nothing statistically that, I mean, that, that game, Texas put 70 on them, two other games where they gave up 52. So I would yep. think that we should be at least scoring, you know, 35, 40 points. And I don't, I don't see a world. Their quarterback's got like five touchdowns, five picks on the Yeah, year. I don't see, I don't see Mahomes and Crabtree showing up. No, and it's not a, 
we got to show up and play. Like we don't want to put together a Baylor West Virginia effort, but yeah. I, I'm, like, uh, like I said, they, they actually beat West Virginia, which is something yeah. we failed to do. So, but overall, yeah, I feel pretty good about this one. And um, yeah, just, I kind of feel for those players at Texas tech, but you know, it is what it better, is. I better guess. than, than us. But yeah, it's, it's an unfortunate yeah. situation for a bunch of, for a group of 18 to 22 year olds for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, right, buddy, that's all, on? that's all I got. Um, I know we did, you did say you wanted to save the, the end of the program um, to be able to talk about the, uh, the trial over in Kenosha. What's his name? Oh, boy. Um, I used to, I'm not really, you've been really burning on. No, I'm just kidding everybody. We're not going to talk about I, I used to, when like I lived that, in Milwaukee, but... I covered Racine and Kenosha, which are the towns that are Racine and Kenosha are like, um, basically like towns that are right next to it's like West Des Moines, Des Moines. They're right there. Like one yep. flows into the other. So it's an, I it's recruited an those when I was at you and yeah, I, so I recruited Wisconsin. I, I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, interesting, uh, show for sure, but interesting places for sure. Yeah. Hopefully they can, uh, it's not, I mean, the community seems pretty, everybody's pretty cool. And I didn't get a sense that there was a ton of tension, but you know, whatever we'll leave, we'll leave that one yeah. alone. I don't, I don't need to get yelled at on Twitter anymore. Yeah. Yeah. All right, all right man. man. I don't need any more. Let's go Brandon tweets sent my way, but yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, that's all I got, man. Just, uh, I mean, just to put a bow on everything. Great, great win uh, over Texas. Uh, last week, hopefully it's the last time we see those idiots and they go on and um, become a, a three, four win team in the sec. Uh, and then Texas tech is as long as we show up and take care of business and, and play the type of football that, that we can, and that we have for most of this, uh, you know, this later part of the season, we're going to be just fine. So our, our defense is, uh, is playing, been playing well all year and our, our offense is clicking. So that's all I got for you. All right. Go Cyclones. Go state. That's ours now, by the way, we own that trademark. Uh, it, so. We've owned it since the beginning. So yep. keep that, keep that in there, Jared, let them know. <laughs>